welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of Mr. Schindler's Neighborhood. In this episode, I'm going to review uh, this past week in math. I'll look ahead to what's coming up next week in math. Talk about the best thing that I witnessed via Zoom this week. Give you a quote that I got from my wife about snow. And then talk about sports and how college game day is coming back to Minnesota. Hope you guys enjoy. This past week in math was a little different. Uh, Obviously, when we got the news last Sunday that grades 6 through 12 would be moving to distance learning for at least the next two weeks, it threw some wrenches into our plans here. But uh, Monday, we continued uh, working on uh, algebraic expressions, and that led us into Tuesday, which instead of solving those, we actually started to write those. So on Tuesday, we started looking at key phrases or key words that'll tell you uh, which operation uh, you're going to use when you write these um, expressions, algebraic expressions or numerical expressions. And then Wednesday, we started talking about uh, properties of addition and multiplication. So that was like the commutative property, which tells you if you change the order, uh, you're not going to change your answer. So for example, 7 plus 4 is the same thing as 4 plus 7. And then for multiplication, same thing, 7 times 4 is the same thing as 4 times 7. And then we talked about the associative property. So the associative property tells you you can change the parentheses or change your grouping around in the uh, uh, expression or the problem, and it's not going to change the answer. So 7 plus 4 in parentheses plus 2, which would be 13, is the same thing as 7 plus in parentheses 4 plus 2 you do the parentheses first and you're still going to get the same answer. We also talked about the multiplication property of 1, multiplication property of 0, and the addition property of 0. And those are, multiplication property of 1 means whenever you multiply a number or a variable by 1, you're going to get the same number or variable. So for example, 7 times 1 is 7. Uh, Multiplication property of 0, we all know anything times 0 is 0. And then the addition property of 0 is when you add 0 to any number, it is still that number. And then Thursday, we took a uh, little quiz I created on Google Forms. Uh, I was trying out Google Forms for the first time. So just reviewing basically what we had learned the previous couple days. So uh, next week, we will start talking about the distributive property. Uh, Distributive property, uh, it's a nice property because it can help you uh, multiply bigger numbers. It's basically breaking down, um, distributing to, uh, for example, if you had, I guess, like 4 times uh, 9 in parentheses minus 7. So what you're doing is distributing the 4 to the 9. So you'd go 4 times 9, 4 times 7, uh, and that would be, what, 36 minus uh, 28, and you'd get 8. Another way you could do it is if you're doing, like, 4 times uh, 54, you could break 54 down into 50, so you go 4 times 50, and then you go 4 times 4, so 4 times 50 is 200, 4 times 4 is 16. You add those together, and you get 216. Like I said, it's just an easier way to multiply bigger numbers. And then we just talk about the word distributed. The word distribute is in distributive. So, And then we're going to uh, start looking at factoring expressions. And that's when we uh, would use the greatest common factor of two numbers to factor an expression. So that's going to be a little harder, um, but we'll get by. It's, uh, it's, 
you know, something we'll work on for two days. So, And then that will leave us into uh, Thursday of next week, which would have been our Halloween party. So what we'll be doing in math next week is I won't be touching on any algebra stuff, taking a break, and just uh, looking at some Halloween math stuff just to have fun. And uh, like I said, it's just good for us to have fun in these crazy times that we're currently in. So I'm hoping the kids get back here sooner rather than later. But, you know, you don't know what's going on here. So hopefully we'll get some clarity soon. And then that'll lead us to the next Friday, which we'll just have our normal uh, distance learning Friday, which is working from uh, 8.30 to 11.30 for the kids. Best thing this week, and you know, it was a weird week. And in the intro, I said it's the best thing I saw via Zoom. Uh, so past couple weeks, my class has uh, started playing a game. And I got this game from um, the Power Trip Morning Show on KFAN. You guys know that. Uh, they play the initials game every Friday, and it's so fun. And I'm like, you know, I can do something like this for uh, my kids. So I believe they do, on the Power Trip, they do 12 items. So they pick any initials. So like this week for sixth grade, we did AS. And I picked 10 items, and that's people, things, you know, just rant, whatever you can think of that has the initials AS. And then there's five clues for each item. Uh, the first clue is always the hardest, and as you get closer to five, the clues get easier, so it makes it more obvious. And uh, we played, we did, did it via Zoom yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. And it was fun seeing uh, kids' reactions uh, via Zoom, because you get to see all their faces. And when we're playing in class, I don't see all their initial reactions, but just staring at the screen, I can see all of them. And then, you know, they were all muted, so then they had to uh, unmute and say their name and then uh, get it in. So, and my family, because I did it from my house yesterday, and my wife got to listen to it. She thought it was pretty fun, too. But just seeing the joy they had with that, um, they really get into it now like they really want to play and they want to they want to win so it gets pretty competitive and then I actually I brought it into our distance learning day today and I tried it out uh, just one of the old games that I've been doing uh, with my class so it was actually the first five questions I've ever asked them I brought out and asked uh, Mrs. Solom's class today and then I did it with Mrs. Nelson's class via Zoom and they really seem to like it too um, not everybody's into it because obviously it's it all depends on what I pick as far as, you know, what has the initials. And um, I learned my lesson not to pick all sports things the first time. So, um, but if you get a chance, ask your uh, son or daughter about the initials game and what they think of it. Because I think it's something I'm going to keep doing for for uh, a while because it's fun. And it's, uh, it takes me a lot of time because you got to look up things and you got to find the clues and the information. So I enjoy it because it uh, helps me. You know, it gives me something to do in the sense that I know, like, I got to get this done. So if I'm sitting there and I'm my prep, I'm like, what should I do? I got to get my cards ready for initials. So it's, it's all fun. And it's all about the kids. And the fact that they love it, uh, we'll keep doing it. So my quote this week is one uh, my wife found. And it's, it's fitting because we just got, what, two good uh, showers of snow this week, I guess you could say, or two I don't want to say storm. One is a storm. One, not so much. But um, I don't know where she found this, but she put it on sticky notes and stuck it on her cupboard. So I saw it. I'm like, oh, it's so true. And it sort of fits me, too, because it's all about uh, joy and whatnot. But it says, if you choose not to find joy in the snow, you will have less joy 
but still the same amount of snow. I'm like, oh, that's good. Um, so hopefully you guys all did find some joy in the snow because if you didn't, the snow's not going anywhere, right? So I thought that was sort of funny. But for me, anyways, and I'm sure it's for a lot of you, if you don't like snow, it's it's not about you. I I realized that this week when my kids, or my, my oldest daughter, loves snow. She loves going out and playing. She could run around forever. And we helped my dad put up our snow fence this week. And she was just out there and repeatedly would just run from the road, down the ditch, fall, trip, face first, into the snow, get back up, run up the hill, do it all over again. And, you know, and then I'm driving home last night. I went to the grocery store late and it's dark. Like I, I mean, my lights are on in the car, obviously, and I can barely see, but I see this head poking out from the ditch and uh, it's our neighbor kids. It's uh, Brandon Brayton and uh, Charlie Haycraft and they're sledding right in front of my parents' house by our house and uh, just shows you the snow and like these kids are just taking advantage of every second they have to get out in it and play. And um, so, uh, yeah, back to the original quote, I always like to review it. Uh, you know, if you choose not to find joy in the snow, you're going to have less joy, but still the same amount of snow. So I don't think the snow is going anywhere. Um, I always like to say winter is coming, but you know what? Winter is here. One of my favorite things to do every week is wake up Saturday morning and turn on college game day. If you listen to my podcast last year, uh, I'm all about college football. Love college game day. I look forward to it because my daughter, my oldest daughter Clara, she loves it because you know Lee Corso. He always picking the he's always picking the mascot, so he's always putting the different mascot heads on. So every week we got to look for you know where's Brutus, where's Uga, where where's Bevo. We're just looking for all the mascots and. This week, it's going to be Goldie the Gopher, you know, because College Game Day is coming back to Minnesota. It's pretty exciting. Um, I'm not saying I'm a Gopher fan because it's hard to be a Gopher fan. Uh, if I had to choose between the Bison and the Gophers, I would choose the Bison. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to cheer for the Gophers, and I'm excited that they're going to host College Game Day again. It's exciting. And the disappointing thing is, though, you know, there's not going to be fans. I don't know what it's going to look like as far as where they're going to set up and who's going to be able to go, but it's a big one tomorrow night. Um, it's great for the state of Minnesota, and how fitting is it that college game day is coming to Minnesota, but two days after a snowstorm, you know, it's just, it's going to be cold, there's going to be lots of snow, and uh, I think it's perfect, because I guess they don't call it Minnesota for nothing, but good luck to the Gophers, and uh, hopefully they you know, show, up, show up well against Michigan. Nobody likes Michigan. Uh, and I also want to talk about the Vikings. Uh Paid attention to the news yesterday. Vikings traded Yannick Ngakwe. They just traded a second round pick for him, what, I don't know, a month and a half ago or so, a month ago. And now they're giving him up already just for a third round pick, trading him to the Ravens. Daniel Hunter announced yesterday he's going to undergo surgery. He's out for the whole year. Uh, one of the guys they had as a backup safety and who had played a little bit this year, uh, George Iloka, he tore his ACL yesterday. And then I saw a rumor today that. Vikings could be possibly looking to trade Kyle Rudolph, uh, Tajay Sharp, and Pat Elfline. And I'm just wondering now, are the Vikings starting to wave the white flag? And if they are, as a Vikings fan, I'm okay with it. Like, I think a change, you know, a big change here would be great. Maybe at the quarterback position. I don't know, Zimmer, I don't know. Do you need a new coach? I'm not sure. I think you do need a young offensive mind, whether that's as an offensive coordinator or as a head coach. But something's got to change. 
you know, you look at the successful teams in the NFL, they're not sort of in the stone age. Like I guess the Vikings are right. They're, they're adjusting to the times and um, there's a lot of good young head coaches out there. So not sure what the Vikings are exactly doing. Cause who knows now, maybe they'll win a couple games in a row, but I mean, with those moves, you, you would start to wonder that, you know, are they waving the white flag? Are they giving up on the season? I would say if they start to trade a few more players, um, they definitely are waving the white flag, but got to buy this week. So they got time to figure some things out, but then they open with the Packers again after the buy. So I think we'll learn a lot about them, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. And with that, my watch has ended.